Hi, my name is Dawn Long. And I'm Stephen Long. We started this podcast to share our story and to share the broken path that many parents have taken when their son or daughter are incarcerated. These are the raw, naked truths that need to be told. This story is about loving your partner through the tough times in the relationships from couples that we are walking the path with and support from coaches and therapists. For the broken, this is for the healing and redemption of a journey that helped us find the broken path. Welcome to another episode of Loving Through the Broken Path podcast with co-host Steve and host Dawn. And our guest today is Diane Sassano. And she is not only a psychic medium, she is a healer and professional life coach certified in NLP and several other healing modalities. She is a trusted mentor who can help you identify and uncover what keeps you from reaching to your fullest potential. So, Diane, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate you coming on. And for those that are listening, I really want to start diving into what is NLP for that when parents hear this and when couples hear this, that they're really understanding what NLP is because a lot of our listeners aren't going to know what that particular lingo is. Yes, um, it's a practice in language. It's neurolinguistic um, practitioner. And it's the practice of understanding the language that people speak either with um, their body with words, um, gestures, body language, um, eye movements. Uh, it's, it's, it's speech, but it's a language onto itself that when it's studied, there's ways of healing people through that because people say a word, but sometimes, like if I say bread, people just hear bread. But when you tell me in a sentence bread, I can feel from the words that you use that, you know, you like the bread or you don't like the bread. So I get the connotation from the words that you use. Yeah, definitely. And NLP is an interesting thing to study. And if anybody that is listening to this wants to know more about it, there are some really good beginner courses on NLP on places like Udemy. You can look it up on YouTube. It's, It's an interesting way, and a lot of marketers actually have used NLP for ages before there was actually a name to it. Yes. Presidents use it in their speeches. A lot of politicians use it. Yes. The most favorite one of mine when I'm thinking about it, so those of you that are listening, you're not going to be able to see, but it's called the power pose of the hands. And what they do is they take their finger, their thumb and their finger beside it. And they make this hand gesture. So it's a power pose and a lot of speakers and especially powerful speakers will actually use that. Just a side note. So Diane, the reason why 
we have this podcast is we are reaching out to parents that have loved ones that are incarcerated. And that in itself is a challenge. And then you add couples that are married that have a loved one that's incarcerated. You're adding a whole heap of things on top of what a normal marriage actually goes through. So let's talk a little bit about from the coaching and the healing perspective, what kind of tips can you give parents that would help them along their journey to help support each other? Okay. Um, I would start, I mean, there's like a grocery list of things that I think that most therapists go through, but what I do, you know, individually is that I assess you know, not only the the people, but I assess their environment, and um, and some and you know we talk about whatever the issue is, what happened, you know, with the loved one being incarcerated, and that I'll focus back on them to see, you know, where their pain points are. You know, if you go down the list of feeling guilty, you know, feeling ashamed, um, and then blame comes into you know into the conversation. So I, I would really have to assess where they are, you know, in their life, not only their marriage, but in their lives so, and where they are within their individuality. And then through there, I would just, you know, talk with them and communicate with them because they have pain points, obviously that, you know, they're dealing with someone that's incarcerated and they're dealing with, you know, the social stigma you know, family stigma. And I think I would, I know I would definitely, I would work on them to make them stronger, not only as individuals, but as a couple. Um, you know, um, the normal list that you give before we go into depth, just to make them understand, uh, I would, you know, if the person, you know, like, what they can do with themselves or what they can do with the one that's incarcerated. They can send letters, you know, they can visit. Um, that's usually like the things that play immediately in their mind when someone is taken from out of their home, you know, then they're worried about the person being incarcerated, you know, are they okay? And, you know, and then this just has an echo, I call it an echo back effect on them because everything that they're projecting out is actually coming back on them. So not only, are they feeling this, but they're also receiving it. So, you know, I would teach them if they're worried about a budget, if someone is far away, you know, to make a budget so someone can visit, you know, there's like, you know, a listing of things to do, but definitely communication and learning how they can work, you know, by talking with each other and holding space, you know, being safe to talk amongst themselves, because that's important to keep open communication. You know, if, someone is blaming or someone, you know, is, is dealing with shame, embarrassment, you know, and any of the external forces that, that would cause more pressure on a marriage. And, you know. Definitely. And it, and it is a challenge when you're talking about those external factors and, you know, holding space for each other. And I think we did really good with that. Um, I know I came to terms with it maybe a little bit quicker than he did, but I also gave him the time to be able to really 
go through his emotions and go through that time that he needed before we really started diving in to the deep discussion of what was going on. Yes, you, you definitely have to process. Everybody process. Everybody can be on the same, you know, on, you're on the same road, but you process everything differently because, you know, it's how you were brought up and how you will learn to handle and cope, you know, what your coping mechanism is. And someone maybe can't process as fast as you or, you know, have different emotions towards it. So that's why it's always, you know, you know, the best thing I tell people is, you know, remember whom you're speaking to and know that it's not just a person that's there. That's a person that has a life that has the permission to be whom or, you know, whom they are and process and, you know, whatever it is and just hold that space for that person. Allow them to go through, you know, there's a grief process that people go through, you know, with this and, you know, an understanding is that, you know, whatever the circumstances that nothing is wrong, however you have to deal with it, you know, no emotion is wrong. It's all good because when you can connect with that emotion, you can heal that emotion. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely agree. Yeah. It's when you're talking about emotions and this is something that I think a lot of people, they think if they keep pushing those emotions down, that they think that it, it'll just go away, which in the opposite reality is, is it doesn't go away. It just festers and it just gets worse and worse until you eventually have to deal with it. And your body is going to deal with it in several different ways, whether it's going to start shutting down or have extreme pain. There's going to be a lot of things that's going to go on. That's finally going to say, hello, pay attention. I'm here. So what do you do with clients when they're at that point to where they have suppressed so many emotions that you have to get them to start realizing that they need to start bringing those emotions up? Okay. Um, it's kind of, that's a process that I take with them. Obviously I address, I will address like the issues because I'll know when they tell me physically where they're feeling this pain within their body, I know exactly what chakra that's connected to and exactly what emotional pain is connected to it. And I will, you know, use my energy healing with them and I will actually scan their whole body to see where this repressed, you know, stuck energy is. And then I would actually work with them with timeline therapy I also use, which I will help them, you know, actually go to that event that caused, you know, the anger, you know, the guilt, the shame, whatever it is that they're feeling. And then we would just go through that. You no, know, I would, it's like a process on the, on the timeline that I take them back to like, like maybe 15 minutes before the event happened or however far they need to go. So they're not feeling that emotion anymore. And then I would bring them all the way from that point, wherever they are, all the way back up to the present. And at each moment that they felt that pain or that emotion or that anger, whatever it was, and they would actually heal it as they're going along the timeline and it would bring them back to the present. And I future pace them to make sure that they're not dealing with that emotion again around that specific event that caused that. Yeah. Yeah. And as timeline therapy is definitely um, healing because you're having to go back and really understand why am I feeling this way? 
what am I doing? And it's when you learn how to listen to what your body feels, then you're able to really go like, okay, now I understand this is why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And the most beautiful thing is, is that when you can acknowledge that emotion and surrender to it and you heal it and it's calm and it's, you know, people go, well, I'm gonna, I'm not saying you're not going to be angry. I'm not saying you're not going to be upset anymore. But that specific anger that you held maybe from when you were a child going forward, you know, it's not going to be triggered anymore. So you're not going to feel that anger anymore. It's completely healed. And then I also will do if they have like physical ailment or stuff like that, I'll also do, you know, um, what I call is um, I well, I was when I was young, I was bestowed like healing. So I can actually heal that physical, you know, pain in you, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, I've got the pleasure. Actually, um, I went to a healing fair. It's been about two or three years ago that I actually had somebody that does energy or runs energy actually work on me. And I was going like, I was absolutely shocked because the first session I didn't feel anything. I was like, man, whatever. And then the second session she ran on me i could just feel this warm blanket of heat just going up and down my spine and i'm going like what are you doing you have a heating pad under there and she's like no i don't <laughs> so i was going like holy cow this is freaking amazing it's a matter of how open and accepting you are of it because you're really actually healing yourself and you know, we're just like I call, I says, I tell how I explain energy to people is like you have this energy. I said, just think of it like a, a cable it just runs through your body constantly. And then I'm just the jumper cables. You know, I add to it and, you know, I help boost it, you know, to move you and to clear it out. So uh, I love that analogy of boosting, you know, being, being the jumper cables and getting you getting you going because. We all are energy. So I know the people that are listening to this are going like, what, what is this? Because this is normally not what they're used to hearing. But what we are talking about is when you're going through the things that you're going through, you're taking on energy, whether it be positive, negative, the stress, the anger, the sadness, the grief, all of that. And when you're with your partner, you're both exchanging that energy because you are within that sphere. So when you start healing yourself, it also actually helps your partner. And some of us that are empaths have to learn how to manage that a little bit different because we feel it, even though it's not really ours to feel, we still feel it. Yeah, it's. It's extremely because I also mentor people that um, are on their spiritual path. So I deal with a lot of empaths or intuitives. And in this journey, though, which was within the last 18 months since we've gone through COVID, um, which was a beautiful experience for them because they got to experience, you know, not only their energies, but the energies of the world at the same time. So it was a good practice for them within that time. Um, because being empathic, you not only take on the energy, you know, within your within your immediate, but you take on the world's energy, too. So, you know, that's why we saw, you know, a lot of uh, depression and suicide 
you know, because it's a lot for people that don't realize that they're intuitive or empathic. And I, you know, on my uh, website, I work and I give a lot of content and tools, you know, to help people that are empathic. So yeah, yeah I get that totally. Yeah. It's yes. like I teach them like little, the little things I teach them how to shield themselves and Yes. And if you don't know how to shield yourself. So those of you that are listening and I will put her website down in the show notes. So those that are listening, if you don't know what show notes are, it's just where that description is. You can click the link that says show more and her website will be on there and is the healing home.us.com is Diane's website that she is talking about. And I did go to your website. There is a lot of tools on there. There's a lot of articles that you can click the links, read. There's a lot of information. Um, one of them I was reading before we started was about balance. Because being in balance and being in harmony, especially with your partner, is important when you're going through this type of journey. Extremely important. And it's sometimes better to lean in than lean out you know, with your partner when you're doing that. I think the whole world in society has raised, I mean, because they raised us to be certain ways, you know, from our childhood growing up through the environment um, as boys and girls or, you know, just people in general. We're so raised according to the standards of society. And we lose that connection within ourselves, how to be ourselves. And then when we're faced with a trauma or a tragedy on top of that, and then it gets triggered, you know, we're dealing with it, not within ourselves, but externally. And then some people, of course, you know, go to something to numb those issues, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, or whatever, that you know, their choice of, you know, to medicate themselves. And that's what, you know, healing does. You know, communication is a beautiful tool to heal. Just just learning, just just listening to your partner and holding space. When I mean holding space, I mean truly being present and giving that person a platform where they feel safe, they feel comfortable, and they can express their deepest feelings with you because sometimes they don't know how to articulate it. So when you communicate and truly listen to a person, you may not understand all the words that they're trying to say, but you can get the vibration of their voice, you know, it, and that's, and you can feel that and you can help them with that. So when you lean in towards each other, you know, instead of leaning away a lot, a lot more things are solved, you know, and you just, it's just a trust you have to build up with, you know, in the relationships because you feel you were, you feel betrayed, you know, even though it might not have directly happened to you, but there is a betrayal aspect there. There's a guilt factor, you know, shame, you know, there's everything that you're going to cycle through like a grief and it's okay to feel that, but to ignore those emotions or issues only is to a detriment to you. You know, and I know people say, Oh, feelings are fooey. No feelings is your way that your body's telling you, Hey, something's not right here. Pay attention. And if you don't pay attention to the emotions, it will, you know, it will manifest in some, to some, into something physical yeah. and then you pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. And it's when we're talking about the trauma and I think for a lot of us that are going through this journey, it brings up a lot of past traumas that 
probably we had pushed down and was not paying attention to until this happened. And I talk a lot about breaking generational patterns. And for me, when this happened and I was going like, you know what, after I got over the anger and the grief and all of this stuff that goes with it, I was going like, I don't want to see another family go through the things that we're going through. And if I can teach them how to break that pattern, then I've succeeded. No, that's where I would use my, that's where I would use hypnotherapy because it actually is probably one of the better tools um, to help that generational pattern, you know, in people. Because people think that trauma, you know, is just like maybe something happened to them when they were younger or in their early teens or, but that's not true. It can come from generations, you know, and carry over into this lifetime. And so I, yeah, but hypnotherapy works really well with that. Yeah. So let's dive into a little bit of hypnotherapy since we're talking about it. What is hypnotherapy and what hypnotherapy is not? Okay, um, if people are listening, the best way I can tell you hypnotherapy is is just to take a deep breath in, close your eyes, and just breathe normally, and stay there for like five, ten seconds, and just relax into yourself, breathe, and then open your eyes. And the only thing is that I take you down deeper by inducting you. And you, that's what you feel. You're totally in control. You're not going to bark like a dog. Because anything I tell you to do, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, well, go chase the chicken. You're going to tell me no. So you are in control. Um, I think people think that it's someone's going to take over their mind. It's nothing like that. It's just a deep state of relaxation that allows you to relax, feel safe, be comfortable and be able to talk about things that in your unconscious mind that consciously you're not aware of. So that's the space that I go to and I ask permission to speak to your unconscious mind and you'll feel everything. Everything that you feel is is being brought up in that moment in that session. And it's very relaxed and people in my clients that I have that just specific comfort hypnotherapy they said that's the most therapeutic and best therapy that they probably ever had and not only they said they feel great like they nap for like three hours but there's a deep sense of calm and peace within them and they're totally aware of what happened you know it and it's just it's a gratefulness that they find within themselves that they heal that and they don't have to deal with it anymore yeah exactly and i and I see that as such an awesome, awesome, awesome tool. There's another person that I am connected with that does the hypnotherapy. And it's amazing what they can do with the clients when they come to them. And when you receive that kind of healing, it really allows you to feel lighter. It's like a lot of things are lifted off of you. And for those of you that don't know what hypnotherapy is and wants to dive in a little bit more, go check it out. Check out Diane's website, check out her Facebook page. And also you can also check out twinravens.com. 
he is also very good is Jay Roberts. Very good with hypnotherapy. So when we're talking about that and talking about healing each other and working with each other as a couple, what is one good last nugget that you can give our listeners? As a couple, you know, when you're in the throes of something traumatic, you're in the story of what is going on and you tend to not focus on what the emotions are that you're feeling. So when you stay in the story, it, it's just constantly on repeat, like on a loop in your head over and over and over again. So you're really not going forward, backwards, sideways. So my best recommendations is when people are in that space, something traumatic happens, you know, within the family, be it incarceration, death, you know, or just a daily, you know, abuse, anything, anything traumatic is to remember that, you know, have a great support system around you, people that you trust, someone that you can speak to, because there's always, I always say, find your person, because there's a, your person somewhere that you can speak to. And it's, and I would say family and friends, they mean well, but they're, but they're really not going to help you heal because of course they don't want to see you hurt. So they're going to go more towards making you feel better instead of actually helping you to heal. So find that one person or your person, you know, be it a therapist, a coach or whomever that you feel comfortable speaking to and seek them out because you don't have to suffer in silence, you know, and, and when you find yourself there and you can acknowledge it, you know, as a person and, and then when you can speak openly about it, that's how you help communicate, you know, in a marriage or a partnership. But if one is not willing to speak or one is, you know, after, you know, a certain length, you know, you still have to speak, I'd say, all the time. It doesn't matter what you say, but as long as communication is open, that's a big help, you know, in any in any relationship, especially with yourself. Because if you don't speak, you're not speaking your truth. And oh, yeah. your voice is who you are. Yeah, exactly. Speak your truth. I think that was... Um I've gotten that from my spirit guides a little bit the last couple of times is like, speak your truth, speak, speak your voice. And when, when you do that, you heal not only yourself, but you're healing others as well. Exactly. It's that I call it, I call it the mirror, the mirror effect, because what is in you that is, that is a pattern or repeating is not healed is reflected into your partner. And then it reflects back to you. So that's some, so when you heal yourself, you're actually healing your partner, yeah. you know, and sometimes I have people come for couples therapy or couples coaching or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you both have to come if it's couples therapy, you know, and sometimes one doesn't feel comfortable. So I'll work with one and then, you know, they go home and they see how it works. And then I end up, then the other partner comes in, but you know, yeah. sometimes people aren't open to being, you know, to having help. You know, and that's okay too. Yeah, exactly. They they have to want to be in that space because if not, it's no matter how good you are, it's not going to help them. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I think people just put labels and stigma on, on people getting help. Yeah, and it, it's so because even as a coach myself, I have a coach. Yep. 
you know, it's just, that's just the way it is because there's, you can learn. I learned so much from my clients. It's so beautiful. The lessons that I learned from them that when I am healing or coaching them, whatever I'm doing, I'm also healing myself because they wouldn't be here or they wouldn't have been put on my path if it wasn't something within myself that I had to work on also. Yeah. I love that because that is so hundred percent true. hundred percent true. So Diane, I've absolutely loved our conversation. Is there anything you want to add? No. (laughs) It's been awesome. It's, I think those that are listening, I hope you got value from this. I know it's a little bit different from what we normally talk about, but I think talking about it in this modality gives you some extra tools in your toolbox that you normally would not have had. And I think that it's a great value to you to have those different tools so that you know what is out there. And Diane's right. Find your person because you're not going to click with every therapist out there or counselor out there. Find the person that clicks with you because you're going to get more from it and you'll be able to heal faster as well. Definitely. Yeah. I wish healing for everybody. (laughs) I really do. Yeah, exactly. Diane, I so appreciate you coming on. It was my pleasure. And I absolutely loved it. Thank you. I'm always here if you need me again. I like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. To help us grow, please leave a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook. And remember, you are not alone on this broken path, and you are supported animals.